You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Very serious. Everybody, we are back. The mandatory Samson Podcast, episode two. This is Chris. That's Andy. This is Andy. And Joey. And Joey. Oh, this is very exciting. We are back here at Stand Up New York Labs. We got Joe Harari producing this one. This is gonna go pretty well, I feel like. Um, first off, I want to thank everybody that checked out the first episode. Amazing response. Oh yeah. Um, yeah thank you guys. Yeah, it was extremely exciting. We got like tweets i got some emails uh we got comments on soundcloud it was phenomenal i love it and i hope you guys are still here listening to this second episode it wasn't just our friends too it was like people we don't know people who actually decided to listen into it it was very exciting for all of us so yeah guys thanks again we really really appreciate it yeah absolutely joey you want to thank everybody i'm super psyched thanks guys oh keep it up look at the energy coming off this guy it's amazing uh first off we have a new theme song that's our real intro music uh produced by andy over here and i think it came out phenomenal i think Thank it's great you. killed it Thank yeah you. i love it uh here's something i wanted to bring up we, we were talking after we recorded the first episode and you prefer to be called andrew yeah um uh, well what is that about you threw me off completely i've been calling <laughs> you andy for months i know i apologize well the the biggest thing is i i don't really care what people call me it's more just when it's written down somewhere like if oh, okay. my name's on something i prefer it to be andrew because to me andy sounds more like kind of like a kid right so i i don't know i've just always preferred andrew but um but yeah i I don't care. Whatever you want to call. Okay. Me. Well, I'm gonna call you Andy probably, but in writing it'll be Andrew. You can call me George if you want. Although All right, that, listen, George, your attitude. Confused. I don't like your attitude to start this. <laughs> um, here's something else I wanted to bring up. It's a little bit of a criticism of myself. I listened to the episode. I thought it sounded really good. I really liked what we talked about. But I said, "Here's the thing," or "Here's the other thing." I said it like 800 times. If it was a drinking game. It would have killed you. Yeah. And I got to stop. Oh, you noticed as well? No, no. I was saying if it uh, if it was a drinking game, it would have killed somebody. But um, <laughs> what I, I've noticed that too, like my old podcast that I would listen back to, there's always something that you repeat constantly, and right. people, yeah. you know no matter how long you've been doing it, people still do it on other podcasts on this network sure. that have like 50 episodes in the bag. Like they still, you know, repeat certain things over and over again. Right. So. It's a, but it's crazy. It's something I got to stop. I'm going to yeah. try to catch myself when I say, cause how could there be multiple things? I go, oh, here's the thing. So, and then I say it eight other times. It's not even possible. It's like, Oh, here's the 15 things. I fucking idiot. How about this? Could we propose a Joa and every time you do it, you got to throw money into the Joa? No. That would be nice. No. I, I like I, that idea. No, I, I deal exclusively in plastic. Or <laughs> I don't have any money. But I would be impressed if you numbered the things. So all the way through the episode, you're like, and here's the 14th thing. Like, <laughs> if you kept track of them and numbered them, I, I don't think it would bother anybody. Okay, that's would, an idea. Maybe I'm going to, all right, I'm going to try to do that then. If I, I'm going to try not to say it, but if I do, I will, I will keep a tally. Yeah. Uh, Look, the first episode went swimmingly. I loved it. I think we couldn't have got better responses. No. Listen, guys, soundcloud.com slash mandatory Samson. That's where you can go to check out every episode that comes out. It's coming out uh, tonight at midnight. Yep. Okay, Thursday nice. at midnight. So every Friday it's out, but Thursday at midnight, if you guys want to like smoke a little bowl and, and listen to some craziness, we will be there for you. 
also, if you want to send an email, it's mandatorysampson at gmail.com. You guys can send us. We got a couple emails, actually. And one of the stories I'm going to bring up, just a quick hit, we got from somebody who wants to remain anonymous, but he emailed. And okay. he's a big fan, and he suggested that we talk about something that I wasn't going to bring up, but we might as well uh, just mention it. Okay, great. Off the strength of the first episode, obviously we had Chesterfield Cigarettes as a sponsor. We have another sponsor, and it's extremely exciting. Awesome. Um, Joe, do you want to say anything about this? Or you want to just go into? Oh, just just play the just clip. play the clip. I'm so I, excited for the sponsor. I'm very excited too. It sounds like a phenomenal product. Um, and I, I will say this: it's th- this this jingle is going to get stuck in your head, and I apologize ahead of time. But l- let's hear what they have to say. Our our second ever sponsor. Here they go. Stingy frozen pizza for big American appetites. Roman pizza is the cheesiest, dripping with golden mozzarella. The sauciest, drenched in ripe, rich tomato sauce. The sausagiest, covered with generous rounds of zingy sausage. And pepperoni? They're the pepperoniest. There's nothing stingy about Roman. Discover cheese, sausage, and pepperoni. Sing that jingle again. America discovers Roman. Whoa. Nice done, guys. That was amazing. Jesus Christ. First of all, the sausagiest. That's great. And pepperoniest. Pepperoniest. That thing is amazing. It looks delicious. We're, we, we have some heating up right now. Yeah, we do. We put it on very low in the oven. It's going to be perfect. Golden brown when we get out. Also, the girl Exciting. in the commercial that we watched looks like Amy Schumer. She does. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. That was a great commercial. Um, people at home, you couldn't see it, unfortunately, but there was a man riding a chariot yeah. through 1950s American neighborhoods. <laughs> throwing pizza. Throwing <laughs> pizza. Throwing fucking pizza. Frozen pizza. Like a, like a paper boy. He was just chucking right. pepperoniest pizza at people. And he never missed. Nope. No, 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 no. Roman always delivers. Roman frozen pizza. pizza. Yeah, good luck with that, guys. Get that out of your head. Um, all right, so the first thing that i was not planning on bringing up but i but i guess it's an interesting uh you know it just happened a day ago we got an email about it the uh shootings that took place in ottawa the last couple of days which obviously that's a fucking mess um the my first initial thought about it is that why do they need a soldier guarding a monument there's no reason like it's symbolic but this poor guy loses his life now he gets shot by some crazy person right and it's a real shame. But the uh, the guy that emailed us, he lives in Ottawa. So he's like, you know, uh, it's all over the place. He can't, you know, obviously escape it. It's a big deal. Um, it's an interesting thing because it kind of ties into what we were talking about last week with Islamic fundamentalism and things like that. The, the two guys that carried out the shootings on consecutive days uh, apparently just recently converted to Islam. Okay. And one of them, I'm trying to find the guy's name right now, uh, Michael Zehaf Bibo. Mm. He uh, he was the one that shot the guy at the uh, the monument yesterday. It's just a fucking like we think about it in America. There's always this argument about sh- shootings and gun control and whatever, and we don't think that it really happens anywhere else. But this kind of shoots that argument down, no pun intended, because this is Canada. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's such a weird thing. And I don't know what what is it about Islam that attracts these people that are fucking 
obviously sociopaths. They're going on a shooting spree, you know? Yeah. Do you think, is it, does it attract them or does it kind of create these ideas that this is okay? That this is, that you're doing something, you know, for your religion and that this is, you know, these jihad um, activities, I guess you could right. say, that, that they carry out. I don't know. I don't know if it necessarily attracts crazy people or if it just puts these crazy thoughts into obviously people who who carry these out are obviously imbalanced in some way to think this is okay. Right. But, you know, I don't know, man, that's a that's a tough thing. It's just so weird that you would be I mean, because anybody can become disenfranchised in anywhere, regardless where you are. But like you're in Canada, you're in Ottawa. You, this guy was trying to supposedly go to the Middle East. He wanted to like join ISIS, maybe even. It's like, what are you doing? Fucking idiot. I, I don't know. I, I didn't really have too much to say about it, but you know, uh, the the guy that emailed wanted us to bring it up, so I, I I mention it. Obviously, we'll keep an eye on it as more information comes out about it. That it's sort of like drips and drabs right now. Right. And I will say, Canada is significantly better at keeping like details about the guy, like the kind of exploitation of the thing. They they keep it much quieter than we do here in america yeah of course like we mentioned the aurora thing last week when that you know james holmes he was the joker and blah blah you know all this bullshit about him immediately yeah. it's been a couple of days here you haven't really heard too much about it out of canada so yeah um oh here's my uh, my question i forgot to email answer the guy's email he was saying it's on msnbc cnn and everything in canada do they have different anchors in canada or is it just america's feed of msnbc no i think they do have different anchors i, w- I want to say well yeah. i all right so listen if you're listening i'd love for you to respond and let me know you yeah. know who these people are because i'd love it and really if you have like a youtube clip or something send it over uh, we can play it maybe. absolutely i'd like to see the difference in coverage, coverage. yeah that's right okay so all right, we covered that. We'll probably come back to it at some point. I have a couple of things that I want to talk about off the top. It's a little bit of a lighter week in terms of material, but because uh, I wanted to throw it over to Andy quicker this week because I feel like I kind sure. of monopolized the last episode. Um, so anyway, so I'm going to go through a couple of things. Then we'll go to Andy. Joey, actually, we took we hung out this weekend and I gave him a bit of a research project. Yes, you did. You gave me one topic. One topic, and I told him he better have fucking enough information to answer my questions off the cuff. Better come strong. Oh, I'm coming strong. Uh, I'm coming strong. That's not what I meant. Yeah, so that is exactly what you meant. And anyway, so we'll be coming to Joey later to do like a, uh, you know, a special report. Awesome. Anyway, my first thing that I wanted to bring up, it's it's a quick, it's a minute clip. It's a trailer, actually, of... um, Everybody knows, I'm sure, Edward Snowden, uh, who released a lot of NSA secrets, yep. who I think should be considered, um, maybe hero's too strong a word, but somebody that we should really respect for what he's doing. He put his neck on the line to let us all know things that we don't know about our government and what sure. they're doing. Uh, Laura Poitras, who's a filmmaker, a documentarian, and Glenn Greenwald were the two that were mainly dealing with the leaks. Mm. They, uh, as it turns out, were recording everything. They were filming during the leak process, how he got in touch oh, with them and all this stuff. Very interesting. This is the trailer. It's a minute. Uh, I'm going to play it because it get, it's like very cool. And I believe the documentary comes out tomorrow. Oh, okay, great. So if you guys want to check it out, I don't know if it'll be free or whatever it is, but it's uh, probably something to pay attention to. So anyway, so here's the trailer. It's about a minute long, and I think it's uh, really, really cool. And then we'll talk about it. Laura. At this stage, I can offer nothing more than my word. I am a senior government employee in the intelligence community. 
I hope you understand that contacting you is extremely high risk. For now, know that every border you cross, every purchase you make, every call you dial, every cell phone tower you pass, friend you keep, site you visit, and the subject line you type is in the hands of a system whose reach is unlimited, but whose safeguards are not. In the end, if you publish the source material, I will likely be immediately implicated. I ask only that you ensure this information makes it home to the American public. Thank you, and be careful. Citizen Four. So I don't know anything about you. Okay. Um... I work for, uh... Sorry, I don't know who your name is. Oh, sorry. I, uh, my name is Edward Snowden. Uh, I go by Ed. Um, Edward Joseph Snowden's the full name. Now it says on screen, Citizen Four, the little, uh, title. And then it says, from Academy Award-nominated director Laura Poitras and executive producer Steven Soderbergh. Uh, and then it says 10-24-14, which is tomorrow. So, um... That's cool. I mean, that looks like it's going to be a phenomenal documentary. Yeah, that looks very cool. I have a particular feeling about Snowden. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Uh, you got any thoughts about this guy? Or? Um, I, I, I can appreciate what he did, um, but I don't know. As an American, and I, I don't really... Uh, I don't know. It's tough. I don't know if all that information should be out there because it's not just out to the American people. It's out to everybody in the world. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I hear that. Joey, you got any? Yeah. See, I don't know. Like, I never took the time to sit down and exactly read what he put out. Right. But I can understand the argument that there should be certain things that the government would like to keep it to itself and not be made to available to the public. Yeah. I mean, see, here's the problem with that. I think that's all well and good. And if the government wants to keep a secret, they should try to do that. But I think it's the job of journalists and whistleblowers like Snowden. I don't view him as a criminal. He's a whistleblower. He saw something going on the same way Chelsea Manning was. It's like, you know, they saw something that was going on. They're willing to suffer the consequences of, of putting that information out there, but they're trying to help. And I think that it's important for a democracy to function. You need to have all of the information about what your government's doing. Yep. You know, so if the government wants to try to keep a secret, fine that's their job but it is the job then of a an informed electorate and a journalist to get information to them so they can decide hey we don't want that going on in our name because that's what it's being that's the problem when you talk about terrorism and oh they hate america and they hate our value well they hate what a lot of fucking people are doing in your name that you didn't elect that you had nothing to do with and you're really not paying attention to them they're doing shit that people hate in other countries they don't hate me i'm not doing anything i'm trying to push you know roman frozen pizza i'm not the problem right we're not the problem here. no so i don't know that's how i feel about it but that's gonna be an interesting documentary for sure i think there's something to be said for definitely for the balls though that snowden has to put that out there because in my opinion the government is a very scary thing to me like their in what the, sense? It, that their reach is as they said in the documentary their reach is everywhere right like if they if they don't like what you're doing you can disappear oh and, absolutely and, yeah. and like which actually has happened and i hate that i can't remember the guy's name but there was another whistleblower that was about to um publish a story he worked for oh, who did he work for uh, he was just a, a writer for a lot of these big magazines, and he was about to publish a story on things going on in the Middle East. Oh, Michael Hastings. 
Was it where his car? His where he car, got the car accident? Yeah, blew it blew yeah, up. Yeah, and all he's of doing sudden? air quotes. Yeah, mysteriously yeah. blew up. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And, yeah. And he was saying that he was in his last days. I guess he was like keeping records of being like, "Look, I know like they're gonna get me." Soon. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's a very very mysterious thing. Look, accidents happen, right? Right. Yeah, they do. But people <laughs> who saw the car accident take place, I'm air quoting again, it said his car basically blew up like there was a bomb in it. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, no, I read a lot. Draw about your it. own conclusions from that. Michael but. Hastings was a was uh, I guess as close to a pit bull reporter as you're going to get. A guy that was not afraid to go anywhere. He would go. He was in Afghanistan and oh, actually yeah. brought down Stanley McChrystal. There was a big Rolling Stone or Vanity Fair. I forget. I think it was Rolling Stone. That he Rolling Stone. Yeah. He was also asking the right questions too. Uh, the thing is, he put, that's one. The thing is, he puts himself in the position to not even ask a question. He puts himself in harm's way. He goes and hangs out with the Marines. He's hanging out with McChrystal for a month. And over the course of time, guess what? McChrystal's going to get drunk at some point. He's going to have a loose moment. And he started divulging things. Mm -hmm. And Hastings basically got him fired as the uh, the commander in Afghanistan, which is good. He's If he's fucking up, right. uh, our yeah. longest war, a trillion dollars, it's like, yeah, get out of there. And then Hastings... Um, yeah, he was driving his car and they said that there was no brake. Brakes were not hit. He just accelerated into a tree and the fucking car exploded yeah. by himself. <laughs> and uh, yeah, in the days leading up to it, he had been emailing with another general who he's friends with and he was yeah. saying like, they're following me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, I'm going to disappear for a couple of days and, and then he was that, dead. That's what he said right before he uh, right before he passed away. He was like, I'm, I'm going dark for a little bit. Like, right. you won't be able to find, like, I hope you can't find me because like, this is out of control at this point yeah absolutely like, i'm terrified for my life and you right. know, look what happened right so but i mean going right so going back to what you're saying right the government is scary but it's almost these extra governmental which i would consider like the nsa and the fbi it's like they're not really government because they're not making laws necessarily and they're not really representing us yeah. they're there doing kind of a separate thing from the task of government and it's like those are the people that we really don't know anything about right and so somebody like snowden gives us some insight into what they're doing and what he unveiled is, you know, it's fucked up. There's a lot of uh, weird things going on with our privacy. The one thing I, I respect Snowden for is for calling for a level of transparency. If oh, the yeah. government was more transparent, then maybe you wouldn't have as many whistleblowers that have right, such that feel big like, announcements. Right, that feel like they have a moral obligation to do it. Because that's what it is. Like, people, I think, would... Um, you know, kind of chastise him. It's like, oh, he's looking for fame or whatever yeah, they think yeah. he's doing. Yeah. I don't get that from the guy. You know, I've read a lot. I've seen a bunch of his interviews. I've read a lot of what he says. That's not what he's doing it for. He's doing it because he has a conscience. And he feels, yeah. And he felt obligated, obligated to say it. To yeah. it. Yeah. So anyway, that's Citizen 4. I think it comes out tomorrow. I'm uh, not really sure how it's going to be available, but, uh, you know, you can get your hands that on it. That should be cool. So, yeah, it should be very cool. Um, the second thing I brought is just quick we don't really even have to get into it i just wanted to mention it but it kind of goes back to the thing we were talking about with government pope francis uh who's really cool uh, i would have to say as somebody who's not You've religious yeah yeah i kissed his ring no i don't know oh, no. nice. uh no i just see you know there's he's always like tweeting and like doing a bunch of shit and he's always saying some interesting things yeah he came out recently they were doing a, a synod or something which i guess is like a meeting of all the bishops and shit oh. and he uh, made a point to be like, look, we got to be more inclusive of gays. They have gifts to bring and, you know, we shouldn't be, you know, extricating so from damning. the church and stuff like that. Right, of course. And he's like, they're, you know, they can go to heaven and all this stuff, which is incredibly progressive and Fantastic. very, very cool. The bishops came back and were like, no, like, we're not going to accept this. And they didn't include it in the document they were writing. Yeah. But, but the point is, 
you it's refreshing for me and especially i think a lot of people probably in america feel this way when you get a guy because i you know when obama got elected there was very high hopes and i think he's been somewhat disappointing to people definitely disappointing to me absolutely you get a guy like the pope you who gets power and he's using it he's saying what he wants to say when he wants to say it and he's not really caring what uh the people around him are advising him to say he's using his power in a positive way and he's and he's and it doesn't even matter whether he's using it negatively or positively but he's doing what he wants to do from a position of power and it's really refreshing to see that done i wish obama would take a bit of a you know a cue from that guy i mean it's a little late now but mm. it's like he could have he could have been a very transformative president and he just kind of felt you know he's just an average president yeah so anyway so that was really cool that the pokemon say that and it's so dumb on the bishop's part because they come out and they're like well we're not going to include it in the document it's like don't you understand the pope just said that yeah the pope said it so it's (laughs) everywhere already it's like most people are just going to take what he said they don't need your stupid pamphlet that you're sending out and it's interesting because it shows a level of understanding the new media that you know uh this older gentleman from latin america you know really understands it's pretty cool that is cool. Uh, Joey, what do you think about that? We you know, we went to Catholic school. We know the bullshit that goes on. I think it's fantastic yeah. that, that uh, the Pope is trying to be more progressive. Also, uh, the church sometimes has a, has a habit of falling behind the times and not evolving with the current oh, culture yeah, and status and progression. I think it's awesome that he's being a little bit more open-minded. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, even if you don't want to say outright, yeah, it's okay for gays or whatever. I mean, it's ridiculous. But if that's, you know, the leader of the church, maybe you're not going to come out and say that. Hmm. But at least he is practicing what I would view as like Jesus's main message, which was uh, treat everybody the way you'd want to be treated. That's what this pope is is doing. And and he's damning of uh, extreme wealth and and materialism and things like that, which I, I can really get behind. It's very cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Um, here's my question. I love me some gay people. Yeah, hells yeah. I love <laughs> the Pope and the gays. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Um, I brought a video of this uh, chick named Jessica Vanessa, who uh, used to be a preschool teacher, and she quit her job, and now she makes money by shaking her ass in six-second Vine videos, and she makes like $100,000 a year. It's like a four-minute profile on her. Why, we're like 20 minutes in. Why don't we... Sk- shelf that for now we can always come back to it i want andy to be able to get to his topics and then i definitely want joey to you know unveil his research on yeah. all this. so oh, yeah. let's skip over that for now i'm going to throw it over to andy and let's see what this big guy has to talk what's about. her name jessica vanessa jessica vanessa yeah yeah she's the real mvp like kevin <laughs> remember kevin durant's yes. uh, mvp speech yeah jessica vanessa you're the real MVP. she has a you know average face terrific ass but That's what about great. the children check it out what about them she left them to go dancing. Yeah, when they get a little older, they'll find her videos and they'll, they'll enjoy it. They'll learn way more from that uh, sweet booty twerking. Uh, all right, awesome. Andrew, what do you got for me? Okay, um, one thing I wanted to talk about. I had two topics. I guess we'll, we'll get to this one first. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard about the teenagers from Denver who set out to uh, Syria to join extremists. I'm not sure if it was ISIS specifically. Right. But uh, to They're join sort of free agents. They're playing the field a little I, bit. I guess, yeah. Um, you hear about it? I have not. No. Okay. I, I've heard a little bit. I've heard a couple of stories about this. So these the two are they the teenage girls that were going over there? Yes. Yeah, I Wait, did what? read about it. Yeah, which was yeah. okay. So first thing that caught me was the fact that because when you see three teenage teens set out to join ISIS or extremist groups, I automatically assumed it was boys. Right. Yeah. Of right? course. Yes. You, you yeah. would assume so. 
because it's like the element of oh we can go over there and at least like blow shit up and whatever so you can see from that maybe aspect like right. why it would be appealing but yeah. so no it turns out it was three teenage girls um they left from a, a denver suburb where they lived apparently bound for syria to join the extremists fighting over there and um yeah so that would be isis in syria so they'd be going to hang out with right ISIS. yeah so they were stopped uh in germany i guess their uh, their passports were flagged and uh because their parents had called the fbi and said look we think our kids are on their way to, to go join isis basically <laughs> that's great huh. that must be a great morning yeah which and there's all these you know there's different details that are coming out about it but basically the girls two sisters uh, two of them are sisters of right. Somali descent and a friend whose family is uh, Sudanese. Um, they were detained when their flight landed in Frankfurt on Friday because the FBI flagged their passports. And um, the parents of the girls called the FBI, obviously. Right, and, which is uh, good. Thank you for doing yeah, that. Thank yeah. you. The girls who are all U.S. citizens, age 15, 16, and 17. Right. It's like, how do you think that's going to go when you get over there? Jesus Christ, man. Like, yeah. what was I? Like, I was smoking weed and, like, trying to finger fuck girls <laughs> when I was 15. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> to have, like, this, uh, you know, to just be able to organize this. This trip. Yeah, what the like, fuck? Booking Where? international flights. Yeah, I couldn't do that. No, not at 15. Definitely not. Yeah, you're uh, Yeah, you're right. That's a crazy aspect of it. What the the hell are they do like how advanced are these kids that a they're online getting fucking radicalized or whatever it is and then like yeah. okay i have it's got to be fifteen hundred dollars to fucking fly over there well here's the thing um i guess the the way they funded this was they stole money from their parents they oh. stole about oh that's why the parents caught the cops yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> the, the, one of the parents had noticed uh the parents of the the two girls that were sisters, I guess they had like $2,000 missing. Right. And so, you know, but the parents, I guess, had no indication that their kids planned to travel. They just kind of left one morning. And I guess the parents went, I think they went on their computers right. and did, you know, checked like history and they saw yeah, like orbits.com, like flights to fucking Frankfurt and then to Syria. How stupid. See, it's funny. They're smart, but they're stupid. Go to the fucking airport and buy a ticket there. Right. You're yeah. going to leave a paper trail, you silly it, gooses? It, it, <laughs> it's just uh, I don't know the the <laughs> giving the, advice to fifteen year old terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave a paper trail. To join terrorist <laughs> groups, but um, but the biggest thing to me is now these girls are back home with their families. There was no like oh, there was no punishment. Oh, no awkward. Yeah, no punishment. No nothing. If I were their parents, I would have been like, let them. I'd be like, they're gonna go over there. Just keep their eye on them, but let them go. Yeah, you go see. You go see what it's like to hang out with ISIS in Syria. You crazy bitch. You, you want to come back to Denver where pot's legal? It's a goddamn utopia. And I, also, especially the fact that they're females, they're probably not going to be treated the way they want to be treated. No. Well, here, you, here's the thing. Here's the second thing. They, I, I, this wasn't the article I read, but I saw something about this. I read an article about these two other chicks that went over to. They went to Iraq and they joined ISIS. Yep. And they were all about it, and they were very excited. They had like spray painted some shit at school like some you know whatever bullshit they were getting doing. it done yeah yeah exactly really bringing the war home and yeah. they so they went over there and they they were immediately sold off as like wives <laughs> oh, and like breeders and shit like that and somehow they Mistake. got out and now they're back home wherever they were i forget where it was exactly yeah. but they are being rejected outright by everybody in town good like, no you fucking what yeah exactly like they should be fuck you it's so weird but, it's such a weird thing yeah so the, basically the way this this article ends is that the fbi has spoken to the teens and interviewed their families and the agency 
said at this point that they're not facing any charges. Right, because they technically didn't do anything. Technically. Like, you can't get... I mean, it's a thought crime, basically. Like, oh, we wanted to join, but we didn't... They didn't right. really do anything. But it's just... To me, and and I guess that's true. There, you can't there. You can't really charge them with anything. They didn't do anything wrong, other than like petty theft, I guess. But, right, um, right. It's to their own parents, and it's their choice to press charges. Then I guess at that point. Exactly. Th- this is this reminds me of like the uh, the cannibal cop that was in New York, where yes. he had like detailed writings about how he was going to eat, kill, and eat his uh, wife or yeah. whoever it was, and they couldn't put him in jail because he didn't do it. Right. So, like a fantasy is not a crime, but. But you're gonna keep your eye on that fucking idiot. But yeah, dude, that, it's, a, it's a gray area. That but. was a very scary story, and I think. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Getting back to this, it's just um, to me, it's so crazy that these, as we said, that these girls have been radicalized to the point of where they were ready. They were on their way to go join ISIS and <laughs> fight against, you know, the whatever American they're fighting against. Whatever yeah. they're, you know. the, the, what strikes me about it is that. You know, we, I use the word radicalized, which I guess is what the proper term is for it. But we're talking 15, 16-year-olds. They, are they radicalized or are they, quote, unquote, fans of this idea? Because you go on Twitter, what's trending all the time? It's One Direction hashtags. Yeah. All day, all the time. Oh, look, they put up another video. Oh, they blah, blah, blah. Thank you, 1D, all this crap. And... It's obviously 15-year-old girls that are doing that. Yes. They can become easily obsessed with an idea. Yes. And they probably don't necessarily understand the full, you know, uh, whatever it is, the full... Scope of it. Scope of the... Exactly, yeah. The yeah. full scope of and what's going on. And then they go on. play plane tickets. Right. So it's like it almost becomes... It's like, are they really radicalized? Do they really think, you know, that that's the right thing to be doing? No, but maybe they find it as an appealing thing just because it's a thing. And, you know, they can gain attention by doing it. Yeah, may, maybe. But... And I guess, you know, because they're, um, they're all U.S. citizens, but they're uh, two are of Somali descent and one is right. Sudanese, maybe... I don't know. Maybe they feel like that they're being wronged somehow as like, you know, or their people are being yeah, wronged. Sure. But sure. But beyond the fact that. Well, Somalia, for sure. Somalia, Somalia is, a, for sure. is a fucking. They literally have no government. They have nothing going on. Right. There. So like that's why there's a madhouse. Right. That's why there's pirates and there's fucking Somali, you know, Al Qaeda and all this shit. Like yeah. there really is no law there. So, yeah, maybe these maybe they if they're from there. They kind of always wanted to go back or get involved or whatever. But. Maybe, but it's just, this was, a, I don't know, it's just a very crazy story to me. And, and as I said in the beginning, the fact that it's it was girls who went over there, like... It, it, yeah, it's strange. It is. It's just very strange. But, um, yeah, that, I guess that's basically it. Just kind of an outrageous story that yeah. I felt like we should talk about because... Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, well, it's happened multiple times recently. That's the thing. I thought you were talking... That's the third thing. that uh, You were talking about it. And I thought it was the one story, and it turns out it's another. It's happened a few times now. So. Well, there was another girl from Colorado who uh, planned to join ISIS, and I guess she got caught at Denver Airport uh, instead of Germany, but she had a flight booked uh, Denver to Germany, then to Turkey, where she was going right. to join an ISIS camp. I guess she wanted to be a nurse for ISIS. But yeah, good like, idea. Good luck. <laughs> but what the like? Yeah, you could be a nurse. You could be a nurse in Denver. You're going right. to go to. Fu- Why would you go to join a group that is known for raping and like keeping women down yeah. and covering their face? It's like, what is the appeal of that? I, I don't know. Well, man. they they probably have shitty dads. That's my guess. Yeah, uh, blame the parents. Well, blame dad. I'm sure. 
but yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, it's very strange. Um, very strange indeed. You got any? Oh, you know what? Just real quick, going back to that Canada thing, uh, yep. the the shooting. It was interesting because the mom of the shooter. Yep came out and she said i have no sympathy for my son like i only cry for the victims like, oh wow i'm yeah. so sorry good for you yeah that's great that's yeah. what you need to hear unlike the the fucking weirdo that shot up the kids and uh wherever pennsylvania or whatever that it was. was in connecticut like, connecticut that was yeah. like 20 minutes away from where i live oh wow okay yeah. so yeah but it's like they make excuses like the mom makes excuse- don't make excuses for this person. Well, the mom's dead. Like, yeah, I know. But the dad or whoever it was, the sister was oh, there, like some was, people, like relatives. Yeah, I was saying. So good. Yeah. Good for the woman in Canada. It's like, yeah, you, you you know, she probably knew the kid was crazy and she feels really bad that she couldn't do anything to stop him. What are you going to do? Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. I'm sorry. What is, uh, you got another one? Yes. Uh, it's actually a response to the video we watched last week with Leonardo oh, wow. DiCaprio. Okay. Okay. What do you mean? A response from from uh this well it's just kind of an article it's not a direct response to that video but just an article i read um climate change proved to be nothing but a lie (laughs) (laughs) claims claims a top meteorologist the guy who um his name is john coleman he co-founded the weather channel oh really um yeah shocked academics by insisting the theory of may i not climate change is a lie man-made climate change right is There's nothing that is scientifically credible to prove that that is taking place. That, yeah, okay. All right, I'm listening. Well, if this guy started the Weather Channel, he's a goddamn, he's very wealthy, right? Yeah. So he's probably pretty conservative, I would guess, based on his, you know, if he's super wealthy, he's probably going to have conservative politics so he can, like, save money from taxes and shit. So that would make sense, but go ahead, continue. Okay. Interesting you take you take that, but I get it. I, um <laughs> And he, well, because I'm just skeptic. It's like, what is the? I I don't understand what the logic is behind denying it and saying that oh, it's just natural. How do you fucking know that? There's so much overwhelming but, evidence that things are not naturally occurring. But that's how. But how do you know that? Because 97. percent It's like I read every day. I read an article about climate change, and like this guy just comes out and goes, nope, I proved it. Because I bet none of his reasons are actually scientific. It's going to have something about Al Gore or whatever, and it's going to be like an economic argument. No, go, not go true. C- continue. He is actually a part of a group that is um, the NIPCC, which is a non-governmental international body of scientists aimed at offering an independent second opinion of the evidence re- reviewed by the IPCC. Okay. which is yeah, a the, government thing. Yeah, who just released a report, I think, within a couple of months where they were saying that it's worse than they had anticipated and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so anyway, um, what he says is basically there's very little evidence that there are uh, rising global temperatures and um, it basically all of their research, the NIPCC, has said that um, it's basically natural phenomenon within a developing ecosystem. The ocean is not rising significantly. Polar ice is actually increasing, not melting away. And polar bears are actually increasing in population numbers. See, that's what I mean. It's like, okay, so this is the this is the fourth thing. What the like he's saying the polar bears are are increasing. They're on the up. Science says that they're not. So what the fuck could possibly like somebody's wrong. That can't be true. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to look at God. Keep going. I'm going to look up some shit about polar bears. Okay, great. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because it's like that uh, polar bear population studies I'm going to right now. Okay. It just seems crazy that there could be this much 
there has to be unless he's a unless he's 100% right there has to be an ulterior motive for why he's saying it's not a real thing. Okay. Right? So, um, yeah, he's he's quoted saying, I've studied this topic seriously for years. It has become a political and environmental agenda item, but the science is not valid. Okay. He added, there is no significant man-made global warming at this time. There has been none in the past, and there is no reason to fear any in the future. Efforts to prove the theory that carbon dioxide is a significant greenhouse greenhouse gas, excuse me, and pollutant causing a significant warming or weather effects have failed. There has been no warming over the past 18 years. I I just don't understand how that see because to me that just seems factually incorrect because we can measure the temperature of the earth and it's higher now than it was 10 years ago consistently. We've had record temperatures all over the place. We've had these extreme weather patterns. Like things are happening because of something else. And the answer is that climate change is a real thing. To what extent it's real, to what extent it's natural, to what extent it's man-made, I don't know. But I'm willing to go with the scientists on it and say that it is caused by um, you know, pollution. But he like but he is a scientist as well. And he's saying he that isn't. The group- he isn't. Here's the th- here's the thing. He isn't. He isn't because I just Googled him. Yep. And there's an article from 1986, okay. uh, the business section of the New York Times, and it says the curious case of John B. Coleman. And he had something to do with uh, he owned hotels, and he was kind of like a piece of shit, like quarrelsome guy, and blah blah blah. Yep. So he's a businessman slash meteorologist. That's that's what I was bringing up. So maybe okay. I, maybe I was wrong to say conservative. I'm guessing he is though. He's worth nearly 125 million dollars in 1986. Yep. Here's the thing, the fifth thing. Jesus, I gotta stop, Joey. Every time I jar, kick me in the dick. Get the jar out. No, no, no. That's what we're gonna do. Just kick me right in the nuts every time I say. It. <laughs> um, like he's a businessman first if you get to that amount of money you're a businessman first regardless of what your your area of expertise is there's a lot of scientists like john box who's like a chief climatologist guy that works in antarctica and like studies the arctic ice shelf and stuff like that and is saying for sure it's diminishing and there used to be ice here and there wasn't and it's going to drop 100 feet and all this stuff Mm -hmm. that guy's not a millionaire he's his one job the thing he's interested in is to study the ice shelf in antarctica this guy yeah, he might. He owns the Weather Channel, so his business is not really um, being a meteorologist. His business is making people watch the Weather Channel. And if you had put out these positions of like climate change isn't real, we're gonna have a documentary proving it's a hoax and blah blah. blah. You're just creating uh, interest in your cause, and that's why I feel like you know. I mean, I could be totally wrong. He might be 100 percent right, but See, I that's... I naturally feel like he is not right because of the things I just said. But isn't that, don't you think your political view, you know, kind of shifts you one way or another on that? I guess I don't necessarily look at what I, like, I don't look at it as a political view. That's a thing. I, I don't really associate with the Democrats. I don't. You know, I don't really associate with any political well, you're party. You're a liberal person. I'm liberal in the sense of a lot of issues. I look at them from a liberal perspective. I do have some conservative views and things like that. But I, but it's not like rah rah Democrats, rah rah Obama. You know, yeah. Uh, I'm very critical, and I think especially if you support it, like I voted for Obama the first time in 2008. I was disappointed. Did not vote for him the second time. Didn't vote for Romney either. But okay. uh, I voted for the Green Party, if you must know. But 
you know, it's you have to be critical of people that you support, especially. And I was very critical of Obama, and I still am. I don't look at it as like I'm politically just saying no. I have to disagree with this guy. I just based on shit that I've read and kind of my understanding about how these super wealthy people operate. Like he has a point of view, and his point of view is probably to make money, not to um, you push know, his agenda. Yeah. Well, his agenda is probably based making on money. making money. It's yeah. not about informing us or being like, don't worry, everybody. I bet this guy has some of his money tied up in oil or well, natural gas or something. What about the fact that he is um, basically... This is a good one. I'm glad you brought this up. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, what about the fact that he is like calling out like businesses? Because it also says in this article, U.S. News and World Report... Excuse me. Uh, noted that many of the world's largest businesses, including Coke, Pepsi, Walmart, Nestle, uh, Monsanto, all that stuff, Microsoft and IBM, are now engaged in actively responding to client, climate science and data. What do you mean? Like they're... In what way are they responding to it? What do you mean? Like um, that they're, you know, they're donating money and and resources towards researching climate change and stuff oh. like that. So he's basically saying... Like this is just this is just a political agenda, basically. He's saying that that the reason people are so up in arms about climate climate change is so they can push these restrictions on businesses and they can push and I, I know you <laughs> like that. Right. But that they can basically he's saying it's only for political agenda. There's really no science that has actually proved that these changes are taking place. Right. Well, that's where I disagree with them. That's not for, straight out. That's not true. Anyway, there, there is plenty of scientific data. You could say it's wrong or you could say they did the data wrong, but there's plenty of data that, you know, shows that there is an increase in climate and all this stuff. But that's but is it man-made though? Yeah, I think it is. But here, but they have going, signs proving that it is man-made. Yeah, absolutely. Change. But that that they show where the level would be if it was just a naturally occurring thing, and then they go, but we've gone above and beyond it because of these, you know, thirty factors that they can list. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing: going back to your point, he's right. When Monsanto gets involved on the other side of it, yep. it is political. It is a political issue. There's no denying that. Yeah. Absolutely. But just because it's a political issue, it doesn't mean that it's not a real issue as well. That it's a global problem, it, like. Everything can get conflated into these, I'm on this side, I'm on that side, you know, but it's a real thing. The reason it's a political issue is because you have big business, you know, trying to keep doing what they're doing without having to make any changes, regardless of the problems with the planet. Yep. But then you also have these piece of shit corporations like Monsanto, which no doubt about it. Monsanto is one of the most evil goddamn things on earth. They're lining up on the side of researching climate change and whatever because they're trying to position themselves to be on the right side when it is you, when, when we, shit hits. Yeah, when we absolutely do have to make a change, they want to be there with their genetically modified blah 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 you chickens. Know? Yeah, chickens or whatever they want to do. The, yeah, the Monsanto. We'll get into Monsanto another time. Monsanto's yeah. evil as fuck. Evil uh, as fucking. But anyway, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Let's keep our eye on this because I'm gonna do a little more research. We'll probably bring this up uh, next. Yeah, month, we should just. I just thought it was an interesting no, article. It's good. And again, I'm not saying that this is what I believe. Yeah, I no, just yeah. I just thought it was an interesting article to bring up. And, totally. Um, I think it's. It, I don't know. I wish the article had provided more information about um, the science that he's quoting and the science that people on the other side of the argument are quoting. Sure. Like, I would like to see the actual numbers. Right. And, you know, because like you said, both sides can say whatever they want. Right. But and, and slander each other and, you know, say the other side is lying or whatever. 
But there has to be like actual facts that can say, yes, this is from man-made uh, problems or this is a natural phenomenon. Right. And, and it's just because the way the ecosystem has been developing so rapidly for, you know, the past whatever it's been, 100, 150 years, 200 years, whatever. Right. I would like to see there has to be some proof out there of whether this is true or if it's not. Oh, yeah, and I, I believe there is proof out there. I'm going to definitely research this guy. I want to find out what some of his, uh, you know, interest, business hmm. interests are. Um you know, and we'll we'll look into it. I'll I'll try to bring some data. Maybe you could try to find some yeah, stuff I that will. this guy's putting out, and we'll we'll yeah. uh, kind of go back at it. Because look, guys, this is a goddamn important issue. I look, I'd almost be happy to be dead wrong. I would no, be absolutely. happy for this guy to be right. I think of we course. all would be. Happy I'd love for it. This guy to be, but right. it's effing dangerous when he's not right, and then you yeah. have all this competing noise out there and people just tune out because like we're saying there's a lot of points on either side it becomes political people go ah i don't know right and okay you'll know when you're you know you have to live on a boat that's how you'll know uh all right that's a really good topic thank you for bringing that i think Thanks. that's uh definitely something we're going to keep on and i'm I'm on your ass now john coleman <laughs> you wait the polar bears though yeah oh yeah i'm writing I that hope down they're Mother increasing of in Christ. population they aren't how many times have you seen a picture of a polar bear just on an ice? But that could just, but, but that's also so just some dumbass polar bears. Like, oh, yeah. No, I'm that, on the ice sheet. I'm done. That polar bear could just be a moron. It could he, just be one polar bear that they keep a, filming over and over again. They're like, why doesn't this guy get it? You're absolutely like, right. You're right. That son of a bitch, Leonardo DiCaprio's out there training polar bears <laughs> yeah. to float out to the ocean and die. Uh, yeah, no, that's great. We're going we're gonna to stay on that. Well, we're about 45 minutes into the episode. I think it's going great. I yep. really enjoyed that conversation. Well, Joe, do you have anything to add to that? Or? On that one, I don't. All right, so shut your mouth. Okay, here we go. Uh, and, he just, and he just looked at me like, why would you say that? I'm just joking. I love you, Joe. I'm I can't wait till we have video in here. Oh, it's going to be so so great. That's yeah. something we should uh, tell our, I don't know if we have fans yet, but listeners, we should tell listeners, our listeners. Yeah, I prefer listeners. I was thinking about what to, what to say because I was going to thank the fans, but that's like absurd. Thank you, do listeners. Do we get to name them at some point? I have already done that. You well, named go, our go, fans? Go ahead, no, 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 my fans. Oh, you, oh, your personal fans. Yeah, yeah my okay. personal fans. Go ahead, Joe. Noe Lights. Noe Lights? What about Noeites? Maybe that's better. Okay, I think that's a little better. The Noeites. Okay, it's the Joey Noeites. The Noeites. We got it. <laughs> Noeites. Uh, all right, so we're 45 minutes in. Joey, I asked you, well, we hung out Saturday night. You, I asked, hey, are you getting any topics for the podcast this week? I'm getting excited. What, you know, what do you got? And you mentioned Gamergate. Yeah, Gamergate. And I, and I said, I don't, I heard of it. I did yep. not do any research into it. I don't know anything about it. So here's your assignment, Joey, for the week. Fucking research it. And then I'm going to ask you some questions as you go into it. So did you do the research? Yes, I did. Okay. I'm really hoping that you did a good job. And why don't you take over here and... Give me a little background on what the hell Gamergate is. Well, yes. thank you. Gamergate's about three topics. Okay. The first one is ethics in gaming journalism and production. Okay. Second is the identity of a gamer and what a game is. Okay. And okay. third and finally, the treatment of women in gaming. Gaming, treatment of women in gaming in the sense of like the business that creates the games or gaming in like... I'm a gamer, you're a gamer, and we treat women like shit. That's Both. Thing. Both. Okay. That seemed like a very weird third thing. To yeah. put in there, I, I guess. Uh, um, 
I guess video right, well, games are kind of male exclusive. Anyway, go ahead. Joe. Yeah, okay, it gets ahead, interesting. Well, this ties up in like 4chan and all that shit, right? Yeah, that it, type it, of it's huge. It's okay. unbelievable. All right, go for it. Okay, so what actually happened was it's been going on for a while, but on August 27th, Adam Baldwin. Wow, I missed a lot of shit, huh? Yes. I just saw, honestly, I saw it on Twitter. I saw like some people making fun of it, and I was like, I don't know. I don't care. I don't know what it is, but I am interested. Okay. August 27th, actor Adam Baldwin uh-huh. did a tweet. Adam Baldwin? Who's Adam that? Baldwin. He has no relationship to the Baldwin brothers, right. but he's known for movies such as Photo Metal Jacket, Independence Day, Predator oh, sure. 2, okay. and The Patriot. Okay, The Patriot. And even better, Patriot. TV, yeah, Firefly, uh-huh. Shuck, Angel, and The X-Files. Okay, so he's like a real nerd, this guy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. So on his tweet, he posted two YouTube links okay. and the hashtag Gamergate. Right. His actual tweet was only retweeted 206 times All as right. of today. Right. 207th, I tweeted it as well. So that way, if anybody wants to look into it, they can see Very exactly good. what and I'm talking about. That's at Joey from Jersey, Jersey with a Z. You can go check it out. So the two links he posted, the first one is called Conspiracy Theory, The Five Guys Saga. Okay. And the second one is Conspiracy Theory In and Out Edition. All right. Okay. The first video... Which are two burger chains. I don't know yes. what that has to do with it. It's called... Yeah. Quins- We're going deep down the rabbit hole, my friend. I guess so. Okay. The first one's called Conspiracy Theory. Uh-huh. It's about a, a video game developer by the name of Zoe Quinn. Okay. Kay. A woman, I'm a assuming. A woman. She designed a game with two other people. It's a text adventure. A what? Yes. This is why they get treated like shit. It's like a text adventure. What do you mean? Yeah, exactly what sound, it is. Doesn't sound like Halo to me. Okay, but let <laughs> me read it. Go ahead. Known for the game Depression Quest is an interactive game where you play as someone living with depression. You're given a series of everyday life events and attempt to manage your illness, relationships, job, and possible treatment. This game aims to show that other sufferers of depression, that they are not alone in their feelings, and to illustrate to people who may not understand the illness the depths of what people can go through. Yeah, that's called everyday life. Okay. Uh, this okay, game so was she, on stream. Yeah. And a lot of people were calling it a non game. Right. Okay. Okay. One Well, of, it sounds like a game. It just doesn't sound like a particularly exciting game to me. One of the websites is known as Wizard Chan. Okay. It's Wizard in, Chan? Yes. So it's connected to 4chan, obviously. Uh, I don't know if it's connected. Uh, if it, it's got Chan in it, it's 4chan, for those of you who don't know, is like the, uh, the, the dark underbelly of the internet. It's like where all the gross memes come from. It's where fappening pictures get leaked. Yeah. You can watch beheading video. Oh, I fuck, when I was looking at uh, fappening pictures, I was looking for them. I, I'm pretty sure I saw a picture of Robin Williams after he hung himself. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see that. I wasn't there for that. Oh. But that's B-board on 4chan. Yeah, it fucking sucks. So Wizard Chan is an image board for Hocus Pocus. What the hell? What the the, the mo- Disney movie Hocus Pocus? Sure, starring Bette Midler. So the people on there Parker. go after Zoe Quinn for whatever reason about how it's not a game, uh, attacking her personally, right. and such as. So as this was happening, couple websites such as Rock Paper Shotgun and Cthulhu. Oh my God! Went and supported her, and and yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the gaming company. You know, companies went backing her. Right. So, but bef- 
But let me ask you, was this fucking game a big deal? Or it, no. it just became a big deal because It became of a this. big deal because everyone started tweeting about it. Yeah. And, and so, this is a this is a computer game, right? Yes. It's not for like Xbox or PlayStation. No, no, it's on yeah. Steam. Okay. Oh so it's God. for PC. So basically it's like it's like anything else. They just can f- turn this little thing into a bigger cause of why are women treated like shit in gaming? And awesome. Yeah. So what happens is August sixteenth, <laughs> there's the Zoe post. Okay. Okay. Zoe has a boyfriend. Yeah. He gets upset. Finds out that she's been sleeping around. Oh, uh-oh. Now. Looks like Zo- old Zoe's dealing with depression a different way. Apparently, there's supposed to be five guys, three are named, and there's still argument on okay. who the other guys is. Whoa. So, All right. One of the guys is Joshua Box, who happens to be married and her boss at the indie game developer. Interesting. What are the odds we bring up two guys with the last name Box on the same episode? I brought up Jason Box, the guy in Iceland. And now this guy. What's yeah. his name? Jared Box. Joshua Box. Joshua Box. Joshua Eat Box. J yeah. Box. Yeah. <laughs> Joshua Eat Box. Her old boyfriend don't. That's why she's cheating on him. Why did I do that? Good. The second name happens to be Nathaniel Gason, who happens to be a video game journalist who wrote positive pieces about her and her game. A uh, video game okay. journalist. Yes. That's a real job. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a fantastic job. It's a job I wouldn't mind having. No, you would, you would mind having it eventually when you got to play the depression game for 14 <laughs> hours and explain it. Okay. Good. The main issue with uh, Nathaniel was that he never recused himself meaning he never told anybody that he was having a relationship with her as yeah, he was yeah, writing yeah. the pieces. Oh. Okay. Wow. What a, it's so funny that they could turn this like tiny thing. It's like, yeah, I guess it's a conflict of interest, but good thing it doesn't fucking matter at all. It's just an article about this game. Yeah. But okay. yeah, go ahead. So you have Adam Baldwin who posts his video. Then you have the Zoe post. Okay. So there was a YouTuber named Matt, uh, Mundane Matt, who uploaded a, a video critiquing her game, uh, Depression Quest. Okay. I love, oh, my God. I can't okay. believe it's called Depression Quest. <laughs> I Depression think we're going to call this episode Depression Quest. <laughs> okay. Is that one word? Uh, no, it's two. Actually. It's two words. It's okay. two words. This episode will be called now, Episode 2, Depression Quest. So, so what Matt did was Matt took a stale frame of... I'm going to get this game, by the way. Yes. Of a Depression like Quest, which is a public available image. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's talking about the game, and then he also like comments about her relationship with other people. She finds out about it, and she has it taken down for copyright infringement. Okay. Oh, because it has a picture of the game in it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So everybody finds out that it's a big deal because she takes down the video telling everybody. Yeah, and by everybody, you mean like these people. Yeah. yeah. The, the okay. people who were following Matt found out that there was a video game developer who was sleeping around to advance a career right okay the second video well is that see okay so stop right there see that's the thing it's like you just advanced their argument without even really realizing that you did it is she the game was out already did the game come out because she was blowing this guy or what's the deal is that Uh, if you look at the timelines yes blowing him oh i'm sure we don't know that no she definitely was that's hearsay that that is hearsay pure hearsay but I, I assume it happened. In my mind, that's what happened. But timeline. Can I play like my game? She's blind. When she was she, developing like, the it's game. It's about depression. <laughs> this is really depressing. <laughs> when right. she was developing the game. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So the second one is conspiracy theory in an audition. Uh-huh. All right. So if it's not totally relevant, skip ahead a little. Okay. It's a little bit relevant right, because it has to do with all the different channels. And it turns out that the moderators. Okay. 
knew Zoe Quinn. So anytime anyone would upload or make a comment about Zoe Quinn, they would delete it. Right. So then there was censorship. So they're kind of defending her. So the so the the internet nerds that you would assume would hate her. Well, half of them her. are defending the, her, and the other half are going after her. Yeah, because half of them probably wanted to sleep with her because they know they're blowing this guy, <laughs> and then the other half are like, "We're not. She's ruining the purity of video games." Yeah. So then what happens from this? On August 28th, uh-huh. the websites, uh, you want me to name names? No, that's or, all right, Okay. Some of the websites then question the end to the gamer culture identity. Right. Because the gamers were going after the, the websites. The gamer identity being Doritos, uh, Mountain Dew, we're no. going to play, whatever. That, but that's like the gamer identity, I assume, that they're talking about. But this shatters that because of the defense of this woman? Well, I want to know exactly how one defines gamer. Well, that, but that's what they're saying. It, yeah. it, 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 everybody would make a joke about, oh, the gamer that sits on his couch and eats Doritos and has Dorito dust everywhere and he's weed. smoking weed and exactly. he's blah, blah, blah. So, but they're saying that this shatters it because you've got, I'm, I'm assuming, an attractive woman sleeping with is the she boss. And, I want to see a picture. Yeah, what's her name again? Zoe, Zoe, Zoe Quinn. Quinn. Oh, yeah. she is. Yeah, see, that, that, this, see, this becomes the problem already because a hot chick in the gamer community is probably she's not... A, she's you know. only 27, too. So, so she's smart. Yeah. Oh, she's like cute. Yeah, she's exactly what the hell you'd think. Yeah, what like, you would think. A game maker would look like, oh, yeah, there's a picture of her holding a bunch of Pikachus and shit. Yeah. But but some people. So she's like nerdy, you know. Oh, no, I take that back. I apologize. <laughs> Not that attractive. Okay, but well, in any event, that's then regardless. Okay. Joey? Okay. So. That's so funny. A lot of people feel that the websites put that out to deflect the main issue was the fact that you had somebody who was in the industry possibly sleeping around to advance a career. Yeah. So half the people are but saying that. But that's a that, sexist argument to begin with, right? To just assume that the only way she got there, unless, again, but unless again, the game sucks, then maybe maybe it's true. It's it's called Depression Quest, yeah. for Christ's sake. What could you possibly be doing in the game? Do you have any information about what you do in the game? No, it's it's a text adventure game. <laughs> right. So they, they, they bring up a thing... And you just select it, and from your selection, the game progresses. So to me, it just I wouldn't sounds... even consider it a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like to me. All right, here's what I think about it. it sounds like to me, she's maybe somebody who is like kind of into games, the way girls are into games, like where they play Wii or whatever that type of thing. She's probably not like a hardcore gamer. She could be, but maybe she's like a more of a fan of the gamer like society, like that type of persona type of thing. She gets involved with this guy. And she's like, well, I have an idea for a game. It's probably not that he's like, okay, you can make this lucrative game because you slept with me. He's probably just like, yeah, go for it, whatever. She makes the game, and then people are all pissed off about it. But it doesn't really sound like – like the game is not this massive game that she was able to achieve it and jump the line because you know she slept with this guy. Is that what these guys are jealous about, that they have games? Some of them are, make? but also it came out that – there is a very fine line between the gaming um, journalisms and the Journal- game. Yeah, journalists. The, yeah. The, the journalists and the developers. Apparently, there's a thin line oh, where course. people started looking into some of these relationships. Maybe they shouldn't be happening. In terms of what? Getting favorable reviews, things exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, but isn't that kind of the. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, isn't that kind of the case with every industry? I mean, where. I would think there's, so. There's, you know, even people that cover the White House, they're kind of close with politicians because they're around them every day. They work mm. with them. Yeah. So you're bound to have these kind of like homogenous, kind of incestuous relationships mm-hmm. just by proximity. Like you're there every day and, 
you know, going back to what we were talking about before, that's why Snowden's important. You're, if you're Chuck Todd or you're some guy that's sitting in the White House press room every day yep. and you know the press secretary, you know all these people, you're probably not going to blow up their spot because it's going to affect your... you're going to see them the next day. Yeah, you have a, exactly. You have a personal relationship with them. So it's important yeah. when you have people that are blowing the whistle. I guess these people are whistleblowers, but they might be wrong. You know? True. It's interesting. This is interesting. Then on October 14th, okay. there was a YouTuber named Annette Sarkazian. I don't know. She... Uh, she she tweeted. Look it up. I don't know. I, I can't. Not, not I, I have it here. <laughs> Never mind. Just go ahead. <laughs> uh, she tweeted, "Stop GamerGate 2014." Okay. okay. And, but but wait 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 wait. But why? Yes. But I don't understand. Well, I, I have to explain why she would do that. No, I, I'm trying to figure out what. Why are they trying to stop GamerGate? She thinks that they shouldn't be going after these types of relationships? Well, see, that's the main issue with this that what I is feel, is that no one's putting any... Exactly. They're not putting it into context. It's like Coney 2012. Nobody knows what it, the hell's going Exactly. On. It's just a bunch of people hashtagging something. Right. Well, it goes off in all different Tiger directions. Blood. Winning. Yeah, winning. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right. Hey, you know what? Uh, by the way... Great job, Joey. I'm very impressed with the amount of research you did. You never right. used to do this on Backyard Buddies. Wait, it keeps on going. Oh, now, oh my she, God. Now, Annette, she is a blogger. You wrote a goddamn dissertation on yes, this. Yes, I did. Good. A media critic, uh-huh. and she's a feminist right. who started a successful Kickstarter. Goal. Oh, okay. Her goal was $6,000. Yep. She raised 150000 Oh, God. If I ever start a Kickstarter for 6000 and gain 150000 I take the money and I leave. Now she, I'm not doing the thing. She, uh, she critiques the role of women in video games. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So now you. Well, have, wait, wait, wait. But what was the Kickstarter about? Uh, the the Kickstarter was a project entitled "Tropes versus Women," in in, in video game series. Okay. So she would critique how yeah, women, you know, were in video games and how they would produce video games and such. Right. Mm-hmm. So she's. Tweeting stop Gamergate, which I think she's referencing. No, that was yeah. Joe Herrera. I asked him not to interrupt. He did anyway. See, he said, "What did he say? Fuck Zoe Quinn." Is that what he said? Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, continue, cool, Joey. Joe. Yeah, chill out, bro. You'll get your plug at the end. Relax. <laughs> yeah. So what? What? So now you have this woman, uh, Annette, who in the past has received death threats through Twitter. Right. And what? No, go ahead, Joe. Um, receiving death threats through Twitter, as well as Zoe. So you have a thing where some of it has to do with the game production. Another thing is how women are being treated. Right. And it's just a whole clusterfuck. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds Jesus. like that. But it does sound like a lot of, it's very reminiscent of ever, like a lot of the things that have been coming up, even we talked about with the fappening, where it's like yeah. people are on one side and this no. and that. It's a sex crime. It seems like this kind of internet feminist advocacy has become a big thing lately yeah and this just seems like another thing about it where this you know chick makes a game about depression and it turns into an entire uh epic fight yeah it's a very weird story it is a weird story and (laughs) a a good question that it brings up is the difference between bloggers and journalists yeah i look if you have because if you're a journalist you get back access you get to play the games first you get to be more involved if you're a blogger, you're just sitting at home on your computer blogging, saying things. Yeah, and you're kind of guessing, right? Yeah. That The difference is access. You're right. But by the same token, we were just talking about it, access provides a level of uh, comfort between you and the per- people you're writing about yeah. mm-hmm. that maybe prevents you from really going after them, which it didn't with Michael Hastings and his car blew up. It's an interesting thing, Joey. I, I don't know. Uh, we'll keep your eye on this. Obviously, more stuff 
comes out. I mean, I think it's um, whatever. It's it's essentially meaningless. Like the overall story. I love my video games. No, no, but I'm just saying, like, it's inconsequential. But uh, you know, it's like another. So how can the treatment of women be inconsequential? No, well, that's what I was going to say. But it, but in the context of feminism and oh, sexism okay. and things like that, it's not inconsequential because it's a, you know just another aspect of it being played out. But then, Google Zoe Quinn. She has nudes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that's what we've learned today. And that's on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that was really well done, Joey. Thank you. Can that you, was, dude. That was you. great. Can you please, you know, just kind of like follow up if there's anything interesting. I'll follow up on it. Up. When, when it trends again, I'll let you know. But it's trended in and out for the last like month and a half. Okay. Right. But it's like, see, uh, Adam Baldwin like gave a tweet and he gave two links. Yeah. So when you do that, you can follow it. Yeah, of course. But when you have a million tweets of people just putting stop game of gaming and then go after somebody yeah, while these yeah, channels yeah. where they're attacking the women for whatever right. reason. Well, it ends be. up become, it ends up proving the point though, because they go, Oh, Gamergate is because, you know, people are sexist against the chick or mm-hmm. she's sleeping around and then people are going to just hurl sexist insults and like crazy yeah. things that are right. Yeah. Very. Okay. Well, that's uh, stay on top of that. Cause that's an interesting one. I really had no idea what the fuck that was about. Um, and I'm going to probably go download depression quest when I get home and then maybe kill myself. Yeah, Jesus Christ, dude, Depression Quest. Yeah, That's a video game. Yes, it is. Yeah. Sounds like just my day-to-day life. It really does, the way you described it. Um, Very good job, Joey. I'm very proud of you. you, I feel like that was your best story that you've ever brought to a podcast. Well, I'm going to continue it up. Next week's even better. Yeah, well, I mean, but, uh, you know, if there's nothing, don't just make it up. You know, if there's more to or it. Or do. Just that, make up yeah. an entire fucking <laughs> yeah, maybe entire that's, follow-up. Maybe, maybe that's your uh, your assignment for next week. Get involved in Gamergate. Just start tweeting at people <laughs> and making up stories. Zoe killed my dog. Uh, <laughs> good job, Joey. I uh, heard she does that. I heard she kills dogs. <laughs> she kills dogs. Uh, purely hearsay. I really don't know. <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, all right. I have like a bunch of other things to talk about. I'm just going to bring up one other th- thing that I thought was really cool. Uh, there's this website I go to. It's called Toxel, T-O-X-E-L.com. It's like a design, like okay. kind of inspiration thing. They put up an art, and they put up really cool stuff all the time, but they put up this article about the world's deepest pool. Interesting. It's called the Y40 pool. It's in Italy. It's uh, 40 meters deep, which is 131 feet. No. Oh. And they keep it at a nice 90 degrees, so you can just jump in and go and swim and whatever. I have a video, and you can go look at the video on the website and look at the pictures and stuff. But it's just really weird to see something like this insane depth, but just in a pool. Like, Can I say something there. real quick? Sure, go ahead. This is one of, one of my greatest fears. What, depth? Like a deep ocean or something? Yes. Really? When I was a little kid, I was terrified of uh, of. I I still am not a big fan of uh, of deep pools. Okay. And the fact that I could be dragged down like that. This to me. You were watching the video. One of my worst fears. It just looks cool. And I've seen this thing before. Yeah, it's very cool. But it to me, this is just fucking terrifying. Can I touch the bottom of that? Yeah, you'll see. People dive down. People put on like uh, whatever scuba equipment and like flippies and shit like that and they go all the way down to the bottom it's so oh weird to God. look at yeah i think it's really really cool we're watching a video of it right now uh that's what the music is but um that ass i know i started watching i was like all right whatever it's like four minutes i'm gonna watch this whole thing i was like oh look at the sweet butt on this one swimming to the bottom it's really crazy you guys should definitely check it out and if you're ever in italy fucking go swim in it because it's probably amazing look at that 
You know what the biggest thing about it is? Oh, they touched the bottom. And it's just... Oh, yeah. My... No, that's not the bottom. No, oh, no. That's like the oh. ledge before the huge dive yeah. into the circle. You guys got to check it out. Obviously, we're talking about a video. But it's really crazy, and I, I, I thought it was interesting. I, I mean, I can see why it's terrifying. But there's lights and shit. Right, right. The fact that it's this well lit is great. But to me, deep pools, I always have this um, fucking unfounded idea that i will somehow get dragged to the depth of it like right. like my body you. doesn't float and then i'm just gonna get sucked down there and held down there and right weird yeah i don't have that at die. all really with with water it just doesn't terrified bother me. of it yeah no it doesn't do it for, it doesn't scare me at all uh but anyway yeah you guys should go check it out there's that sweet, sweet ass, ass again ass yeah again. dude italy very nice very nicely done with this pool and the sweet booty in the picture ancestors way to go um yeah yeah really uh all right so anyway so that's that video i don't really have anything else uh to bring we can maybe talk about some other shit next week it doesn't matter um andy do you have anything else to wrap up with or uh no i don't think so we're we're at about an hour uh seven minutes here i i think i don't think our um our the what are they joeyites Noeites. I don't think the Noeites would care to listen to us any longer than this. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything you want to plug? Anything coming up? Yeah, yeah. We'll get into that. I actually did just have one little quick follow-up from the Mayhem Miller thing. Uh, okay. He, oh, uh, okay. He pled not guilty to all the various charges. but he's, And what happened? He, it's waiting a trial. Okay. You know? He's going to be fucked. He's locked up right now? I, he, he has Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, he, he's fucked. That, yeah. that was a big mistake. Mayhem Miller, I feel bad for you, buddy, but you made a big mistake. They need to do some... Um, they need to get him in front of a doctor and a psychologist and figure well, out that's what's probably going what's gonna, on yeah, with this th guy. That could potentially be what happens here. I mean, he obviously has some, some issues. Because yeah. I actually went on his blog, like his website, just to see if he had written anything. Oh, yeah. Some of his old posts are just like word soup type of like oh, rambling, rambling shit, yeah. like shit that does not make any sense. So right. if you want to go read some gibberish and... See some madness. Go to uh, Mayhem Miller's website. Yeah. Um, Joey, do you got anything else to say in, in no, closing? Or I'm good. You're good. I think you did a great job today. Thank you very much, Andrew, Andy. Good job. Whatever. I only said here's the thing like four or five times, so not terrible. Four. Um, four times. Yeah. I want to thank Stand Up New York Labs, John Fatigate for letting us do this. We really appreciate it. It's awesome. It's very fun. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you have anything to say. Please get in touch with us. Uh, I'm at Mansamp on Twitter, M-A-N-S-A-M-P. And you can catch me on the TFM podcast doing news every yes, Tuesday, uh, which is a lot of fun. Andy is A underscore Lozi, L-O-Z-Z-I on Twitter. Lozi. Lozi. Joey's Joey from Jersey, Jersey with a Z. Uh, you can get in touch with us. Mandatory Samson at gmail.com. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash mandatory Samson. We submitted it to iTunes. It should be up soon. I'm not sure. Let me know if it's not up or whatever, but yep. you can find us on there. Leave a comment, rate, review, leave a comment on SoundCloud. Just get in touch with us. I'd love to hear from yeah, you guys. Yeah. If you guys want to talk to us about anything, we're, we're always there to field any questions you have. If you have ideas for stories, things you want us to touch on, just send them on over. You know, tweet them to us, email them to, to our email, whatever you want. Send them over and... Um, yeah, and we're happy to uh, interact with you guys at any time. Yeah, absolutely. And like, and just because like I don't necessarily, maybe I don't answer every single thing. I have been pretty good about it. But if we get like a lot more, I might miss some. Because yeah. I believe me, I'm I'm we'll reading them. You. I'm seeing them. Yeah, like you know, and and it's very and, much appreciated. Yeah, we. That's the biggest thing we wanted to mention is that we appreciate all you guys listening and uh, and just appreciate 
just the support. It's huge for us, and we it's something we, we didn't really imagine happening. So, right. yeah, we love it. Thank you guys very much. Yes, absolutely. I do want to plug just a couple of things from Stand Up New York Labs. Guys, other podcasts to check out. Check out In the Conversation with Damian Lemon, yep. Ali Muhammad, and Vlad Kamanyo. Those guys are great. Um, it's a really interesting podcast. We might even possibly try to get them to come on this podcast oh, be and awesome. get in the conversation with We're us, which would be awesome. It. Ranting and Raven with Yamanika and friends, Side Eye Chloe. You guys should check that out. They're in LA right now, but they're going to be recording soon. Race Wars with Kurt Metzger and Sherrod Small. Oh, Caitlin Bailey's always on there. It. So funny. I mean, those guys are just hilarious comics. They are. Always a great conversation. Terrific. Um, I want to give a plug to the little son of a bitch that was interrupting us, even though I asked him not to. Yeah, Joe yeah. Harari, who works with us, he's also the booker at Stand Up New York. He has a podcast called Your Mother's Basement that he does with Jonathan Randall. Guys, please check it out. He, As you can tell by the interruptions, <laughs> he needs a lot of attention. He's <laughs> so needs, eager. He, yeah. he needs people to feel... He needs to feel like people are paying attention to him at all times. So <laughs> please listen to his podcast. It is really funny. He's a really funny dude, and so is Randall. Yeah, so Jonathan Randall's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's a different different conversation completely than what we're talking about. It's like these two pothead Jews just talking about comic books and TV and, and movies stuff. and whatever. Yeah, just Jews <laughs> stuff. So you guys will like it. It's fun. It's like a, a quicker podcast. It's like a, you know, a different material. Yeah, so yeah. you should check it out. And finally, please go watch The Weed News. It's a show oh, we God. produce here. It's a web show. We've done 14 episodes. It just came out uh, today. We released a new episode. So yesterday, if you're listening to this, it's The Weed News with Mike Cannon. Uh, who's hilarious, has his own podcast here called Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. It's conspiracy theories and shit like that. I do all the graphics on the Weed News. Andy uh, helps shoot it. He does a lot of editing on it. It's do like all a, the sound. Does all the sound. Sound and video editing. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, a, it's an in-home, in-studio thing that we do here. It's all in-house production, and uh, it's very funny, and I'd love it if you guys would check it out and uh, leave a nice comment and all that jazz. I think you guys would really like it. Oh, it's you know it's like and great. It's, it's something we work really hard on, yep. and we're we're starting to build up the audience, but but we're not anywhere near where we want to be. So, guys, please check it out. You won't be disappointed. No, it's it's, the, it's, it's, it's Tosh Point with weed you exactly, know? Yeah. and it's it's not something that's it's not super long. It's we do four to like seven minutes are our longest episodes, and I guarantee you, Mike is one of the funniest comics we have here. You guys will enjoy it. I promise. Absolutely. All right. So, thank you again everybody we will be back next week and uh we love you very much thank you for listening and we love doing this so we're going to keep doing it so we will talk to you all next week later bye guys